This is the Omega 3D Chicken Coop, and I am your host, Eric Salzweedle. Welcome to another episode of the Omega 3D Chicken Coop, and indeed, I am your host, Eric Salzweedle. Welcome to this very special post-game hole edition of the Omega 3D Chicken Coop. Uh, so in this episode, I want to talk about Game Hole Con, which I just got back from, and also play some listener audio clips that they sent in following the Creator's Anxiety episode I did. I didn't want those to sit on the shelf too long, and so figured why not get them into this episode. So on to the main topic. All right, so Game Hole was pretty awesome. Uh, that was honestly my first con that I've been to since the mid-90s. I went to a Gen Con in Milwaukee when it was still there, when I was probably 15 or maybe even 16 years old. And I didn't actually go to the con to play any games. We kind of just meandered about, looked at some stuff, got some free stuff in a bag, and went home. So this was my first con where I got to go to the con, play games, and run a game. And overall, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. I got to meet what I think are a lot of awesome people I got to hang out with my buddy from high school, Mike Poswald, who was the uh, catalyst to get me back into gaming. I wish I would have got to hang out with Mike more. Our gaming schedule just didn't quite line up. So next year, Mike, we are going to hang out more and run more, uh, play more games together. On top of that, I got to meet some of the uh, the podcast guys that I really like and enjoy listening to their shows. Uh, Brett and Sean from Gaming and BS. Uh, those guys were great. Uh, there was also Jason Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs allowed me to hang out at the booth quite a bit, and I actually got to, I probably talked to Hobbs the most out of anyone while I was there. So it was really cool to uh, meet Jason and Brett and Sean from those two, uh, you know, more mainstream podcasts. And then, you know, I got to meet a bunch of other uh, luminaries and dignitaries of the OSR slash podcast community. I'm so sorry. I, I can't name them all. There were so many. Uh, but I, I did appreciate some of the guys taking time out of their um, days and to talk to me. Uh, Douglas Cole allowed me to talk his ear off about a whole bunch of different things. And uh, I met uh, a guy I'd never met before, Vasily. I played in a DCC game with him, and he eventually played in my, my Solar Blades game later. And Vasily was a really cool guy. I got to talk with him a bunch as well. So, uh, yeah, that was just uh, it was a really cool experience to meet all of those people and just kind of talk games for two days. So this next part of the segment, I just want to talk about the games that I played and maybe anything that I might have learned about the games while I was in them. So the first thing I started off with was a DCC, or Dungeon Crawl Classic for those of you not familiar with that acronym, uh, game on Thursday morning. And that was run by Chris Zank, an individual I do not know. And Chris ran a pretty solid game. Uh, he did a good job. And it was uh, Perils of the Sunken City, and it was a zero-level funnel, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, in the end, all of my funnel characters died, and, uh, you know, I could have probably had my tax collector survive, but I said, why not go down in a blaze of glory against a giant catfish? thought maybe I could kill it, but uh, in the end, uh, his, uh, his fight with the catfish allowed the, the characters to get across the river and escape, and it was a lot of fun. Um, what was interesting in that game was, uh, we had a nine-year-old girl playing in the game and I was kind of like taken aback at first. I'm like, Oh, there's, there's a small child playing in this game. And, and I've played with children before. I've obviously played with my five-year-old son, uh, at a big con. I was, I just, for whatever reason, I wasn't expecting it though. I knew there were kids there and there was a kid's track. So once we got into it, it was great. She was, uh, she was a fun little kid. Um, every time one of her characters died, uh, the, the GM or the, um, what do they call it in DCC again? 
the judge. The judge, he was stamping the zero-level character sheets with this dead stamp, and then you uh, wrote on there why your character died. And uh, she jumped off something and died. And so he wrote, well, right down there, jumped off and died. And she's like, nope, poor life decisions. So all of her characters that died, he would stamp it, and she would say poor life decisions was the, the reason why she died. So it was kind of refreshing playing with a, a young kid who just didn't care if her character died and didn't care. She just was there to have fun. So that was great. Uh, the next game I played in was actually uh, Friday morning. I played in a Delta Green Savage Worlds game that was called the Boomerang and the Arachnid. And that was more of like an investigative game, though we did get to do some uh, some shooting up of stuff and ramming things with our government-issued SUV. And that was my first experience uh, using the Savage Worlds rule system. And I really enjoyed that, that system. It allowed for some pulp-style action, and I feel like it really encouraged the, uh, the characters to be successful. It, it allowed you a chance to succeed in doing your whatever action it is that you wanted to do, and that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, that game was run by Frank Millard, and once again, not an individual I knew I randomly signed up for it. It sounded interesting, and uh, he did a crazy amount of research for that game. It was all about like the drug cartels on the Mexico-Texas border, and he just he had gobs and gobs of information. Too much information for me to process in a four-hour session, but it was it was obvious that he had he had put in the time researching that. And then later that evening, I got to play in Douglas Cole's Lost Hall of Tear mini setting, which he used the Dungeon Fantasy box set or Dungeon Fantasy rules for, which is essentially GURPS. And that was a really fun game. And, and Doug wrote that Lost Hall of Tear mini setting, so it was fun having the actual creator run that game. And I really enjoyed the Dungeon Fantasy setting. I'm actually thinking about picking up that box set. I don't know if I'll ever get to run it with anyone, but it had some cool cardboard cutouts. And, and I actually, I really enjoyed the mechanics that the game offered. We were Vikings, and that was just a lot of fun doing Viking stuff. And uh, that, game was, that game was good. And then finally going into uh, set Friday night, uh, we, I got to play in the legendary Kalmata game run by Jason Hobbs. Uh, I've had a character sitting on the shelf for a while a uh, pretty useless level one wizard with just atrocious stats and uh, got to play in that and that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was late in the night we played that and so we were kind of all a little, a little goofy by that point but it, it was good times had by all. So all in all, all my gaming experiences were good. I didn't ex- have any bad experiences and in each dungeon master or whoever was running the game you know, I got to learn a little bit about how different people run games and, and, you know, had some takeaways there. But really, what you're all wanting to know is, how did my Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells game go? Well, the game went pretty good, I thought. I thought everyone had a lot of fun. I only knew one of the players at the table, and that was Mike Poswald, decided to sign up for my game. And, uh, you know, I think he just didn't want me to feel bad if no one signed up for it. So he signed up for it, and he was in there, and I, and I know Mike, and he brought uh, a friend of his in there, Pete, um, and then a couple other people I did not know, and uh, it went really well. Uh, I had done all the pre-gen stuff up front. I had created little paper minis for, my, for the, the game. I had developed some maps, and, yeah, went into it. The most nervous thing I was about, most the thing I was the most nervous about was the maps because Jogo doesn't have the maps yet for the Escape from Skull Prison adventure, so I kind of had to interpret 
his writing in the book and create my own maps. And they're not straightforward. It is a space station, so it's not like a dungeon where it just weaves in and out. So the maps worked. That was great. I think the characters had a lot of fun, and the, uh, the players, I should say, had fun playing the characters. They all kind of were getting into their character. I gave them, They all had quirks, and each guy, it was interesting to see how each of them interpreted those quirks. And they, yeah, they cruised, uh, they cruised through, they, they escaped, in the end, they escaped the prison. And uh, yeah, I think they, they had fun. Um, if I were to be critical of my own performance, there was a final battle with the uh, warden of the prison. And I felt like I could have helped the, that have been more interesting. There's some game mechanics that the players didn't take advantage of, right? Because none of them had played this system before. And even though I gave them a sheet with this stuff on there, you kind of get, with the mechanics on it, you kind of get tunnel vision. So looking back on it from a con game situation, and even probably my regular game, I would have probably encouraged them more to use some of those other abilities, like whether there was grappling or rapid attacks or burning some of their, their like daring points or hero points to like re-roll or do extra damage. And, and so they missed out on the ability to use some of those game mechanics. And I felt like as the game master, I could have encouraged that to happen a lot more. And I didn't. It was a small thing. Everyone still had a lot of fun. But I think the last battle could have been more exciting if I would have made sure that that happened more frequently i guess and then i guess the only criticism i have for the players is they didn't bring me any beer i mean i brought them beer and they didn't bring me beer what the heck man uh no they all were great and it was a lot of fun and uh next game hole i plan on being there i'm gonna probably run more than one game i'm gonna run probably a couple and uh if you want free beer you sign up for my games and i'll bring green bear beer from green bay wisconsin and you will get to have it during my game assuming you are of age Before I get into my final thoughts on this episode, I wanted to just play a series of call-ins that I got from other OSR anchorites talking about creators' anxiety. All of these guys have their own podcasts, and I definitely recommend that you go and check them all out. You can find them all on Anchor here. You have Larry Hamilton's Follow Me and Die. You have Colin Green's Spike Pit, Ray Otis' Plundergrounds, and you have DM Dad which is Dr. Robert Groves. And I think that's all of them. Hopefully I didn't miss anyone. Anyway, enjoy their thoughts, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side of these OSR Anchorite Nuggets of Wisdom. Oh, yeah, uh, Jim Fraser, Cockatrice Nuggets. He's also called in, too. Hey, Eric, this is Larry Follow me and I again. And then on to the core of your episode today about the Game Master anxiety. I think everybody gets that. It's just a matter of degree. The longer and more games I run and scenarios I build, the easier it gets and the less I need. Um, there are certain things that a little bit of planning is helpful, but once I've got a rough outline like you suggested there, maybe not even two pages, it's really easy to just go with the flow because all you really need to do is set the starting conditions and the players take care of the rest. They start asking questions about things you didn't think of and it's easy to just go with the flow and fill that in. Um, and I'm almost to the point I could run zero prep games at the drop of a hat, especially if it's a scenario I've run before. Good episode.
Hey Eric, this is Ray Otis from Plundergrounds, and I appreciate your thoughts on performance anxiety during the prep period for GMing a game. I certainly engage in that myself, but it's mostly in your head, it's mostly in my head anyway, when I get into that mode, um, being hypercritical of myself. And one thing that helps, I think, is after the session to engage in what Rich Rogers does with his online games, which is to do Roses and Thorns. Roses meaning you go around the table and you ask the players what are some things that you liked about this session or you'd like to see more of in future sessions and thorns being similar. What are some things that you as a character could do better um, you know, in the next session and what are some things you'd like to see. And what you find is that characters aren't nearly as focused on the things that you think of as shortcomings as you are. So um, I think that's a, that's a good technique. At any rate, um, we're all in the same bucket and keep going, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the podcast. Hey Eric, Rich from Cockatrice Nuggets. Yeah, I get that creator's anxiety, definitely. Um, the most recent time was when I went to a game specifically with a bunch of tables and a way of laying out a map. Um, my sewer mega crawl, I don't know if you uh, looked at that or read any of the stuff I wrote about it. Um, it was specifically designed for me not to have any prep at the table. Um, and I was nervous going to the table with no prep. It's, uh, it's ironic when that stuff happens. Also, um, I do worry a lot if my players are having fun. And sometimes the only way to find that out is to ask them. Um, and generally, I get met with a pretty good response. I, I know in my heart I'm a good DM, but, you know, sometimes it's not always present in my... It's not the forethought in my mind. Uh, but, yeah, and sitting down... first, The best thing you can do is put a tile on a page. That'll set everything in motion. Have a good one. Hi, Eric. This is uh, Robert from DM Dad. I was just uh, listening to your podcast about creator's anxiety. Um, I can totally relate to that. I, uh, I have uh, pretty much the, the same experience when I'm uh, prepping material uh, for, for a, an RPG session when I'm going to run a game. Um, it's interesting because I'm an I am I identify as an introvert. So in a way, running an RPG is something very st- odd for me to to choose to do and to want to do but i do want to do it so i do have to kind of force myself to do it um interestingly there's um one of the youtubers that i follow draven swiftbow um he just did a a a video on anxiety and introversion and running uh running rpgs and he had some really good insights that's really worth checking out hello eric it's me um great to hear a new episode from you I particularly enjoyed your uh, Mark Twain or not Mark Twain quote idea. I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to start quoting Gandhi. I think for the crack. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, GM anxiety. I think we've we've talked about it, but um, it's definitely a thing. And I think part of the whole business of prep is to kind of try and make yourself a little bit more comfortable for the session. And they do, various experts on the subject would suggest you do enough prep to feel comfortable at the table. So that's what I try and go for. And it sounds like, much like yourself, I like to leave some good space in a design where I can improvise. So a little bit of a network of structure and then freewheeling. Look forward to your next episode. Catch you later, buddy. Eric, incoming message from Spike Pit. I meant to call in days ago, actually, and uh, I lost the plot, mate. 
I don't know what happened. But um, I really enjoyed that episode about creators' anxiety. I thought you had some really kind of positive things to say for people, um, you know, coping mechanisms and strategies for, like, breaking through it. Some of the some of the things you talked about are, are similar to little techniques I've used because I, I get like a a performance anxiety uh, coming up to the session. Not so much with the prep, but actually just just before the session. Um, uh, so I was glad uh, I'm glad you reached out anyway, and we had that little brainstorming session that was fun. But man, the uh, making up the Mark Twain cut, uh, quotes that's pure gold. Uh, <laughs> I've just listened again. Excellent. Anyway, catch you later. All right, well, there you have it. A bunch of wisdom for some awesome guys in the OSR Anchorite community. You can also catch most of these guys on the Audio Dungeon Discord channel. Everyone's really talkative on there. You can private message them, and, and you know they're very responsive. A lot of ideas being slung around right now in the OSR Anchorite community. And my final thought before closing out this episode is that going into game hole i did have a little bit of anxiety about running that game and what i needed to do to what i found to cancel out that anxiety was make sure i had rules mastery associated with my game because i was going in playing with people that didn't know the rules so that was the thing i was worried about was getting bogged down in the rules so I created myself a rules cheat sheet for both the players and the game master. And then I just reread a couple of the sections and made sure that my game was set up not to go into any weird areas of the rule system that I wasn't ready for. And that went really well. I didn't have to really reference any rules. Someone said they want to do something. I knew what they needed to do. And then the last piece was I just wanted to make sure that I gave them a good experience. I didn't want to be wasting time trying to figure out a map. So I wanted to make sure that my maps were good. And then I had little paper minis so that we could represent some space between their characters and the other characters. We didn't do it like a tactical battle. But I just wanted to assist with the theater of the mind so that they could see where their guys were, where the bad guys were, and we could figure that all out. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Hope to do another Omega 3D Chicken Coop podcast this weekend. I got a lot of ideas brewing in my head. Until next time, I will talk to you guys later.